Thank you for listening to The Rest is History. For bonus episodes, early access, ad-free listening, and access to our chat community, sign up at restishistorypod.com. That's restishistorypod.com. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of The Rest is History, our new podcast about all things historical. I'm Dominic Sandbrook, and my sidekick, as I like to refer to him, <laughs> although he would no doubt refer to himself as my puppet master, is opposite me, and it's Mr. Tom Holland. Hello, Tom. Thank you very much, Dominic. What an ambivalent introduction that was. Um, lovely to be here. You looking forward to the podcast? Done a podcast before? I've never done a podcast before. I've been on lots, but I've never actually done no, one. But since everybody else in Britain is doing one, I thought that... that Not one like this, though. In. Not one like this. No, not one like this. This is going to be something completely and radically new. Well, that remains to be seen. Tom, credentials? Um, historian of, of the ancient world, early Middle Ages. Um, and I've just written a book, Dominion, which um, goes from... Uh, 480 BC, right the way up to the present day, a history of Christianity called Dominion, available in all good bookshops. Folks. Very good book, even if I say so myself. A very good book, Tom. And you? And I write about modern Britain mainly, um, a little bit in America, but mainly in modern Britain. So I've written a series of books about Britain since the 1950s, and the most recent one is called Who Dares Wins, and it's all about Margaret Thatcher in the 80s and Duran Duran and Spandau Ballet in the Falklands War and everything you would ever want to know. So uh, I'm batting for the ancient Romans. Uh, Dominic is batting for Duran Duran. We're covering all the bases there, I like to think. Um, so essentially, we can cover almost anything. And that, of course, is the great joy of podcasts. And uh, Dominic, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I think we should start as we mean to go on. And I think we should start with greatness. Who is great? What is it? And why aren't people great anymore? So, Tom. Yes. You, as a great man yourself. Yes. Throw some, some great figures from history at me. Uh, well, the, the the biggie, of course, is uh, Alexander. See, the first. The great. Uh, well, I, you see, I think what's interesting is that the, the idea of somebody being great isn't actually a kind of natural thing. It's it's something okay. that's, that's, that's bred of very specific cultural circumstances. And the idea that, that somebody can be great is originally a, a Persian idea. The great king, is it? The, the great, great king. king. So he's the king of the kings. He's the great king. That's what the... That's how he's known. So the king and, of Persia was, was superior to... Because the Persian Empire is, is the greatest empire that anyone had, had, had ever seen. And okay. I, I, I just increasingly think that basically everything goes back to Persia, <laughs> ultimately. Everything kind of, you know... You, That'll you go follow down very well through. with people in Iran. <laughs> well, you, you follow things through and it always goes back, back to Persia. Okay. And so the king, the king of Persia is the great king. And yep. then Alexander III of Macedon mm -hmm. conquers the Persian Empire. So he then becomes the great king. So this is what the fourth century yeah, BC. Fourth century. So so um, he dies, and his empire splits up, and there are, his various generals kind of scavenge over it like a pack of hyenas, and they all want to be like Alexander. And there's 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 one king in particular who called Antiochus who who goes back into Persia, tries to reconquer it, and he adopts the name of Great. It seems so. He's okay. he's calling himself the Great King. So there's a hint there that this is where it begins. But then what, what actually happens is that um, it's the Romans who pick up on it. So the first reference to Alexander is in the mid-3rd century. AD they, or BC, sorry. Uh, BC. BC. And, and, and they are calling him um, Alexander Magnus, Alexander the Great. So, so, so basically, Dominic, what I'm saying is that the, the idea of greatness 
is comes from ancient history. Yeah. And no, so, that, that. so that's brilliant. I mean, so basically that's mine. Yes. But, but you, of course, you're, you're a modern historian. So, uh, I mean, basically you don't have great people. No, not really. So I obviously, I, I do my research for this podcast. So I looked at the Wikipedia list of people. Who wow. <laughs> great. Um, I found another website, which, um, which I'm rustling my paper to prove that I've done my research. Um, another website which begins with the words history has produced at least le- at least 38 great people 38 <laughs> at least 38 it's very wow. precise <laughs> there could be some more out there could Wait, be waiting, 43 waiting could to be, be captured who knows but anyway the Wiki- let's go back to the wikipedia because wikipedia is obviously the because one the thing that people will, will what's, look what's, at so what's the most recent so the, i think the most recent is the emperor meiji of japan he dies in 1912 so he's the guy who opens up japan to the west he 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 modernizes Japan and, and sort of pushes it into the 20th century, if you like. But everybody before that, so the last people that we think of as great are kind of Peter the Great. Catherine the Great. Catherine the Great. So we're talking Frederick beginning the of the 18th century. Then we've got the enlightened despots. I mean, I found them excruciatingly boring, actually, when I did them for A-level. Catherine the Great, Frederick the Great, people who modernize um, uh, Russia and Prussia and these sort of Central European monarchies. But who is, who, who is but deciding, that, nobody. Who's deciding that they're great? I mean, is there a kind of I selection think, committee, like the Nobel Prize no, committee? No, I think it, they... um, it, it emerges from the sort of immediate historiography. So it's a kind of creation of Victorian writers. And I think greatness in this, when we talk about people being great, I think a lot of it is to do with sort of nation building, state builders. And I think it's the thing that Victorians did. I mean, as you know, the Victorians or 19th century um, nationalists generally were all about finding historical roots of nation states and arguing that, you know, they would sort of delve back into the archives to prove that a given nation had sort of been born unsullied and pure at the dawn of history. And I, and I think they looked for founding fathers, and they were generally far. I mean, they were Catherine the Great, I suppose, but by and large they're men, they're warriors, who've welded their people into this sort of mighty realm or modernised it or something like that. But it's... So, so, in which case, why why is George Washington not George the Great? Because because he's a found. I mean, he, you know, he's, the, yeah. he's the, the essence of a founding father. Well, this is um, the thing, isn't it? Uh, is, is it because it's a republic? So, well, you could go with the. I mean, just, so you just, can't just, have great men in republics. No, you do have great men. And to just concentrate on America for a second, they don't use that terminology, but they do use the terminology of the founding fathers, and right. they have you know the Lincoln Memorial the Jefferson Monument, they have all these kind of, you know, you can go to kind of Monticello, Thomas Jefferson's house, and kind of do homage um, to the great man. Yeah, but, but, I th- but I think the fact that they're not, it's, they're it's on the not money. Abraham the Great, it's not George the Great. I think that that does suggest that there is an issue with in, in republics, yeah, maybe. But, and indeed democracies, with, with, with the idea of, you know, well, I definitely of, of think calling that. someone great. I absolutely think you're so right So these are all that. monarchs. So I think... Is there anyone who's called, who, who, who is... <laughs> Who's called great? Who's not a monarch? I mean, Pompey the Great, I guess. There are some been, earls and bishops. I mean, yeah. I'm going back to the Wikipedia yeah. list, but it's a bit desperate. But basically, they're all Popes. they're all monarchs. So yeah, you. I think almost by isn't it true that by definition in a democracy you can't have a the great because an awful lot of people, often a ma- actually a majority, may well have voted for other candidates, may well have voted against them. But also, it's an off- isn't it that it's an offence against the very idea of of of, of democratic. Yes, you know the, the, the kind of implicit egalitarianism of a republic or a democracy. The idea that there are great people, great men, who put democracies in their shadow is seen as being threatened. Democracies do have that, though, don't they? So his yeah, but they don't call them great. 
I mean, you don't... What about so, so, um, Mustafa Kemal, Ataturk, Father Turk, the founder of modern Turkey? So there's a man. I mean, effectively, I mean, they, he, he is, you know... Yeah, but he's, he invents it. I mean, he, but he's another kind of founding father who's sticking it all together. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, he's, so there are some 20th century yeah. um, examples. I mean, in... I don't know. In Ireland, is Eamon de Valera? But he's not Eamon the Great, is he? I mean, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> no. it's just it's, no. it's and I think also the other thing is so so the idea of of great men, yeah, and they're, they're all, generally men, aren't of, they? Yeah, of great men as as the people who power history forwards. That's that's a very kind of that's Thomas Carlyle, the great Victor, Victorian biographer, who is yeah. very very kind of keen on that idea, and that then Carlyle was one of Hitler's favourite. <laughs> I mean, so so Hitler in 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 the bunker is is I think I'm right in saying has Carlyle's biography of Frederick, Frederick the Great, Great, yes, who is seen as great because it looks as though Prussia is going to be crushed by all the enemies that are massing around it, and uh, Frederick wriggles free and lives to, to do and another do day. What, so, do you know what Tom? When Roosevelt died just before the end of the Second World War, and Roosevelt died. Goebbels and Hitler have this conversation in the bunker where they say, this is just what happened to Frederick the Great and history is repeating itself. His enemies died at just when he was going to be beaten and we are just like Frederick the Great and we are going to wriggle free. So you're yeah. right, there's a sort of shadow hanging over. So Frederick, the, the king of Prussia in, in the 18th century, who, who essentially raises Prussia up from being a kind of um, Hicksville, backward, um, no hoper of a power, to, be, to being one of the great powers of, um, of, of Europe and kind of essentially the... Uh, a stepping stone to to what becomes the United Germany in the nineteenth century. So, yeah, anything that that Hit is into, obviously, is bad. Uh, becomes problematic. Wagner. To put it mildly. So, so <laughs> all the, classical music. Well, so the sense that um, the the fascists identified with that idea of greatness, but lots of people identify with greatness, don't they? First of all, all children reading history books identify with the idea of greatness because they see themselves yeah, as but the only, great. Only if it's safely in the in the past. So it's safe to read about Alfred the Great because, but not about, but but Pol Pot the Great. No, well, yeah, or Mao the Great or Stalin the Great. Well, here's a big because because they because obviously the if you're a fascist, then you believe in great men shaping destiny. So it's it's fine for Hitler and Mussolini to 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 broadcast themselves as being great. Um, Stalin and Mao are, are are just as influential figures, but they see themselves as the expression of the will of the people. And so even though Mao is what the great helmsman or whatever, yeah. Um, you you can't talk in that sense of 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 greatness that is associated with with monarchs because I don't, I don't buy that at all. I think you did talk, you do talk about that with them. You don't I talk mean, about Stalin being great, Stalin the Great. Whereas what, Hitler, I think would he would you know Adolf I think the Great Stalin, that would have been. He but have Stalin's had a iconography was all about Stalin as a great man. I mean the the the, the images of him, the father of his people. Um, just like Hitler, he would get love letters from ordinary Russian yeah. women. He would. You know, he was sort of projected as this colossus, larger than life, supremely wise, a great military leader. All yes, of this sort of stuff. yes, but officially, Stalin is the expression of the will of the people. That's what he's he's about. Marxism is founded on the idea that individuals, great people, are, yeah. are just kind of surface froth. That that what matters are the great tides of of economic history, of class warfare. That that is really what determines history, and so. Any notion that great individuals shape history is a, is a, is a delusion, and of, of course, I mean there are all kinds of paradoxes around yeah. Stalin's primacy. But I think that ideologically, there's a problem for communists with 
talking about great people. But they always have in the way that they? They, they always have it. I mean, we've all seen those in those red square parades where they have, yeah. you know, well, the, well, the icons. Yes, and Lenin literally by... mummified like a pharaoh. Right, exactly. I agree. There are, there, there are paradoxes, but officially. Hey, isn't this interesting? So Lenin's body mummified right now in red square. If, you know, if it weren't for COVID, we could go and be doing this live from Lenin's tomb. <laughs> um, that's Alexander the Great again, all over again, isn't it? His body was kidnapped after yeah. he died and taken to Alexandria as a sort of badge of authenticity for the Ptolemies, the, the dynasty that took over Egypt, which is basically what Lenin's successors did with his body. Yes. So all you're missing there is the words, the great. Yes, but, but I think... I, I, well, I, I mean, think everything what, else I, well, is the same. I, th- I think what it suggests is that um, there is a kind of inherent desire on, the, on, on humans to kind of acknowledge yeah. and indeed kind of prostrate yourselves yeah. before the idea of greatness. Great king. But that in the modern world is, is, is in conflict with the a reluctance to, to express it. And that, that, that's part of republics. It's part of, of, of democracies. It's, it, and it's definitely part of kind of communist states. But what's so interesting is that, so in the modern world, the people who believe in greatness tend to be, should we say, harder core <laughs> than, yes. than people who don't. Yes. But even sort of your most, um, you know, high-minded sort of, I don't know, guardian-reading vegan believes implicitly in greatness, don't they? Because you have, I mean, to question, Well, I mean, Nelson Mandela, is he not great? Is he not this inspirational figure who transcended his times and Martin Luther King? They have Martin Luther King's day in America. Yes, okay, okay. So so, 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 and that, that, that is a kind of different expression of what greatness is and that i guess would be moral greatness it's not just moral greatness is it it's 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 surfing the tide of history it's you know he was on the side of history and yeah the ark of justice were, yeah the ark of justice that's barack obama will be in that in that yeah. sort of box one day won't he yeah yeah but i guess i guess that um there is a kind of qualitative difference there because because mandela is seen as being great because he's seen as morally great same with, with, gandhi. with martin yes and gandhi um and it's it's not a it's not greatness in the kind of Alexander mold of... Um... But, but if you were a child, you would, you know, a thousand years ago or something, would you not grow... And you were, you were sort of noble parents or something and you were grown up being taught by a monk. Wouldn't you be taught that these great figures were people to emulate, that they had moral qualities as well as purely martial ones, well, that Alexander I, had courage I, 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 and... Well, I think, I, th- I think that's interesting because actually a thousand years ago, if, if, if you're in Europe, you would have a very Christian perspective on this. And I think there is a deep ambivalence in, in, in monasteries, for instance, about um, kings. Yeah. Alfred is... There, there, there are hints in the sources that there were monks who um, felt that Alfred was perhaps a little bit too pushy. Um, but equally, there are, um, you know, the, part of, of, of why monks subsequently are able to enshrine Alfred as great is because he's seen as having been a great patron of the church. Mm. The, the, there's a kind of, but there is a Christian ambivalence towards figures like Alexander, who are pagan, who are definitely seen as being steeped in blood. The idea yeah. that, of, that martial greatness is the definition of greatness, I think, is a kind of legacy of, of the kind of ambivalent Christian attitudes towards greatness that we've we've that, that we've inherited so here's somebody who was definitely inspired by martial greatness churchill right so churchill's really now churchill we could do a billion podcasts about churchill and, and not exhaust the sort of 
the stuff to be said or the public enthusiasm. Is he great? I mean, I would say actually flawed, but I mean, everybody's flawed because we're all human. I would say yes. I would say it's ludicrous to say he's not a great figure who, you know, has become an icon, who's become a symbol of the nation, who, and actually all the flaws are part of greatness because all everybody we've talked about has been flawed. Do you think Churchill was great? Yeah, so I think I think that um, Churchill, well, the, the kind of way that people have been reacting to Churchill recently highlights the way in which the meaning of great has evolved, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think Churchill is great in the classical sense of it. He, he, he is a great man who, in an hour of crisis, saves his country. That's something in, very Greek, isn't it? Yeah. This, so he's he's he, in that sense he 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 is great because although he is personally flawed, those flaws actually only serve to emphasise the scale of his achievement. Yeah. In rallying and saving his country and 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 indeed much yeah, more by that. Well, people bought that at the time, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, people absolutely. in the nineteen forties so, yeah, knew absolutely. what. Absolutely. So so he is you know he 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 is the the British lion personified. I think that. Um, one of the reasons why his statue keeps getting attacked now is that the sense of greatness has evolved and become what we were saying, well, at least what I was saying about Mandela or Martin Luther King, that greatness, you have to be morally great. Right. And I think that there is a feeling that Churchill, on that measurement of greatness, doesn't quite measure well, it's up interesting, because it? he's seen as, you know, he, he has racist views. You he, mentioned the arc of history. He's yeah. seen as somebody who's on the wrong side of a lot of... Yes, well, he, I mean, those. he was, he was, a, he was, I mean, even by the standards of the time, he was yeah. a huge reactionary. Yeah. Um, but in a way, the fact that people are, are sort of daubing racist on his statue is proof of greatness because if he weren't great, I mean, who would care? You know, if he was some sort of middle-ranking Well, I, th- I think, I think that that's, that's, a, that's a kind of... Um, it's it's an attack not just on Churchill, but on a, a, the, an understanding of greatness that yeah. is now very, very contested. Yes. Um, I, I, and I think that it kind of also, it kind of blurs in with the fact that um, the, the, the main island in the UK is called Great Britain. <laughs> so obviously it has nothing to do with the fact that, that Britain objectively is, is great. It's Which simply it the fact that, that the, the, the island of Britain is bigger than, than, than uh, Little Britain, which is Brittany. Yeah. So, so that's why it's Great Britain. It's an expression Not of geographical size. But um, I, I think that um, obviously uh, over Britain's imperial heyday, there was a tendency to, yeah. to say... Uh, yeah, we're great. So the nominative determinism, great. nominative isn't it? determinism, yes. And I think that that you know that, that Churchill is the kind of archetypal um, poster boy for that idea of Britain being great. Yes. And so I think that also is something that is being attacked because part of of, of um, I, I suppose of, of of what's in the back of the minds of of, of people who see Churchill as um, a problematic emblem for Britain is the sense that his model of greatness is something that is essentially to be rejected, that it's, yeah. it's militarist, that it's, it's supremacist, that it's... Um, but all great, all the people we've talked about yeah, well, but, yeah, but, fit but that, into that, with but the that exception feed, of Nelson Mandela but, and But, but that, Gandhi. again, feeds into the idea that, that we're talking about a model of greatness, an idea of greatness that feels old-fashioned. Does it and, feel old-fashioned, though? I mean, yeah, I think so. I think uh, so. If you're, you know, Chinese... Xi Jinping is, I mean, will he not be great one day? But again, this is the communist thing, that, that he, he can't be enshrined as, as a great man, say, in the way that the, the, the emperor was or the first emperor. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, China, China obviously has always had a kind of sense of, of, of the great man because it's born with it. Um, the first emperor is seen as being as, as you know, in, very much in the style that we've been talking about as the guy who, 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 who creates a state, who fashions an empire, who fashions yeah. an order. And that inheritance runs right the way down to um, the abolition of the, um, the figure of the emperor in the early 20th century. But, and, and obviously Mao, Mao and, and all, you know, Deng Xiaoping and, and, and now that, that there is a sense in which the figure of the emperor is, is, is someone who's absent, you know, that, that it's mm. kind of like losing a limb or something, but, but China is officially a communist state. And so I think ideologically there isn't a place for greatness in that kind of Thomas Carlyle. I don't think sense. that's right. I think there is a place. I mean, the great helmsman, Mao, yeah. all those people, you know, but, waving their little red books. Yes, but, but, there is a tension there. They can't. They. They. Yeah. The, the Chinese cannot celebrate Mao as great in the way that the fascists celebrate Hitler as great. It's odd, isn't it? Because you or, know, or, or even, I mean, I don't think that you would get a, a Chinese general secretary, for instance, behaving in the way that Trump behaved when he returned from his COVID. I <laughs> take his mask off and yeah. Saluting I mean, I, I think and... all of those that you know that that was that was whatever you. You think of it. That, it but was, Vladimir it, Putin would behave that way, wouldn't Putin he? Putin absolutely I mean, he'd take, would. He'd take yes. his top off. Putin absolutely would. Yeah. Um, so, and so, actually, the fact that Churchill, that Churchill, Jesus Christ, what a terrible slip. Trump. Freudian <laughs> slip there. The that, oh, I never looked at that. <laughs> the fact that Trump does behave in that way, um, and obviously his Make America Great Again stuff, actually shows you just how deeply the concept of greatness is embedded in the American sort of political psyche. The whole iconography of the presidency actually is all the great man kind of stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but again, that kind of feeds back to what we were talking about, you know, about you know, the relationship between Rome and, and, and America. I think that there is a, a huge part of, of, of what makes many, many Americans very, very uncomfortable about Trump is the sense that he is pushing that yeah. model of greatness too far. So, doesn't it? You know, when I was doing my PhD in history... The idea that I'd be doing a podcast about greatness would have been anathema because the very idea of greatness to sort of academic historians is complete nonsense and, you know, unthinkable and, and not worth giving house room to. And we would, you know, have these sort of seminars where if somebody would say X is great, everyone would kind of scoff. But then we'd go to the pub and have this big debate about who was greater, Pele or Maradona or whatever. So the idea of greatness... Well, sport, yes, because in sport you can measure it. Well, you can't measure it, though, can you? You can't you measure... kind of can. Muhammad Ali, of course, famously said, I am the greatest. And he basically created his own myth, which all great men and women do to some extent, didn't And but, Maradona, but part the same. Of the appeal of sport is that it provides a stage on which these, uh, you know, the desire for hero worship can be channeled safely. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, in he- history is no different, surely. No, because I think that uh, history suggests that, um, uh, you know, g- giving a stage to... Um, People who see themselves as great and who are seen by other people know. as great um, can can threaten disaster see, I, if, if you live in a democracy or or a republic. Definitely. See, I think if we went into if we went into Waterstones now to the children's section to the history section, I mean they have the horrible histories, but it is all you know inspiring girls, wonderful girls, or whatever those kind of books. You know the ones I mean, and it's Amelia Earhart, Marie Curie, Agatha Christie, Rosa Parks. I mean Rosa Parks is somebody who's clearly conceived by lots of people as great. As a great figure, I don't think the word "great" is adequate, though. I think I don't think that's I don't think the model of greatness, as it's traditionally understood, she has the moral qualities that yes. allowed her to be on the yeah. right side of history, to transcend her time, to lead her people, to be the vessel 
but, something but, bigger but than is, herself. But, but again, this goes back to the, the sense in which, it, you know, if we are going to talk about people like that as being great, it's, yeah. it's because we're talking about moral greatness. Mm. But can you defer, I mean, yours basically I mean, saying oh, it, there was martial greatness it, and then moral greatness. But I think the two well, have always been... I, I, think, I think it's because we're, we're uncomfortable with, with the word saint. But I think that actually someone like, like, like Mandela or, or, or Martin... Oh, because we would have otherwise that, have called that, them a saint. That, 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 yeah, that, that the emotions that they inspire are the emotions that traditionally saints have inspired. Yeah, that's um, very true. So they're kind of secular saints. I buy that. Um, yeah. And I think that that's like, I think, it, I think it's different. People visit Whereas, their, 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 their shrines, they get relics. Yeah, they... But, but, but also they're seen as, 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 as morally inspirational and that if you behave like them, then you will make the world a better place. I mm. think that that's a, a key part of it. Whereas if you behave like Frederick the Great, you're going you to end up, you're, you're going to end up in a bunker in, in uh, Berlin well, being attacked by the Soviets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think that... That's not the fate I want for myself. No, no. Um, so I think I think that um, I think it's kind of the the ambivalent attitude to, to to well obviously I think everything comes down to Christianity but I think in in in, in the West it's it's we're uncomfortable you know we remain sufficiently Christian that we're uncomfortable with the idea of great men yeah because we recognize that there is an aspect of that greatness that is kind of pagan almost that it's right. it's a kind of classical ideal that 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 morally we're uncomfortable with but we're insufficiently christian that we're happy now to talk about saints all right then tom you need to pick three people now who you think are great and they've got to be alive right now maybe they can but be why, out of why why have i got to because i okay. don't <laughs> Imposing well, this rule. Just a moment, I always look yeah. foolish. <laughs> I, you see, I, I, I don't think that this is an age where people are great. I tell you who will disagree with you. Boris Johnson, he believes yeah, in but greatness. I don't, yeah. <laughs> he, do you think one day people will call him Boris the Great or Boris the Fat? Boris the Fat. I think. Boris, 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 not as fat as he was. No, perhaps. no. He, yeah, so, so Boris, absolutely. I mean, he's a, a, a yeah, and Trump, obviously. I mean, yeah. I, I think Donald the Great. Yeah, I think I think that there's a kind of With that spe- accent, maybe well. maybe a definition of of um, a populist leader is that he would like to think of himself as being called the Great. Yes, in that's a history true, book. So that might Nigel be the definition. The <laughs> Nigel the Great. Yeah. So 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 by that measure, I don't think. Any of them, but, if, if, but I'll tell you someone who I think may be remembered as the great and called the great would be Putin, who we've talked about. Yeah, I think and the Putin reason for is that good, um, is that I think that Putin call. is creating his own reality. Yeah, Putin is creating a kind of um, model of Russian history in which great men do step forward and follow in the footsteps of the great leaders who came before. So not Stalin, but Catherine the Great and, and Peter yeah. the Great, and Peter the Great particularly, and. So I think, you know, Catherine the Great reconquers the Crimea. Which Putin um, has and, done. And, which yeah. Putin has done. So I think, so I, I can imagine that um, Vladimir the Great. Yeah, I completely buy that. I, I think, I, 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 you know, I'm not a Vladimir Putin fan, but clearly, let's say he does another 10 years, then he goes and people will say he's transformed his country, he's made it strong and respected on the world stage, blah, 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 blah. And Russians will... Well, we'll sort of bow down before his image for decades to come. Well, I think I think I think that it will be he'll be called the great. You know, if anyone's going to be called the great, I think he'll be called the great in Russia. I mean, I, yeah. I don't imagine that he'll not be in called Poland. it in, in not in Poland or Germany. No. Um, anyway, well, you said you said three. I mean, yeah. do you have three? I, uh, well, that was a uh, that was a bluff. You see. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you were talking about saints. I mean, Saint Barak, I think, or Michelle. I mean, they'll be they'll be saints, won't they? There'll be children's books about them, but they probably are right now. Um, British politicians, no. And actually, we could... You but, know. But, but, but the British stage is too small 
It's too small it's another, another thing. It's too, too disputed, isn't it? It's too disputatious, our political culture now, for anybody to agree on a single figure. Um, I mean, Macron clearly has aspirations to be right, an annual so, so, great. Yeah, and, and, and so Napoleon is, is, I guess, in a sense, the archetype of the great yeah. man who, who, whose shadow hangs over the whole of the 19th century. And so every French, great French leader has that. So de Gaulle, yeah. you would say, was great. The Gaullist well, ideal said, of yes. France is great, de Gaulle is great, and Macron is clearly part of that tradition. But actually, the one person we haven't talked about, probably the most powerful and respected leader, certainly the most respected leader, I would say, in the Western world, is Angela Merkel. Yeah. Angela the Great? Germans no, don't no, do greatness no, now, no, do they? No, because the whole point of Merkel is is that she's kind of anonymous. I mean, yes. that, that's, that's, that's why people... Her non-greatness is her calling card, yeah, isn't it? kind of grey competence is what she's all about. She's the German John Major. Well, except that, except that the one time where she, she didn't take the kind of grey safe course was where she opened the yeah. borders. And That's the arc that, of history again, isn't it? That's that is, the sainthood. So, yeah, so, 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 yeah, and so she very much saw that, I think. Yeah, Saint Angela. So she has, a sl- you know, she has a claim on that, that meaning of the word great, but not in any sense a claim on the kind of Frederick the Great model no. of greatness, because that's the whole point of her. She will never end And the whole point of, the of modern Germany is that it's a, it's a rejection of that tradition. So on that happy note, uh, thank you, Tom. And thank, thank you. you for listening. I'm sure we've provoked some thoughts and we'd be very glad to hear your opinions, particularly if they're attacking Tom. And, uh, <laughs> or Dominic, please, I'll just get that in. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll be back next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Rest is History. For bonus episodes, early access, ad-free listening and access to our chat community, please sign up at restishistorypod.com. That's restishistorypod.com. Hi, Rest is History fans. If you want more Tom Holland in your life, and frankly, why wouldn't you? I have some good news for you. I'm Emily Dean, and I'm thrilled to say that this week, Tom is a guest on my podcast, Walking the Dog, where you get to hear well-known faces at their most relaxed, because I talk to them over a leisurely outdoor stroll with my dog, Raymond. And you can join us this week for a very special two-part in-depth chat with Tom Holland. And yes, I'm afraid I did ask him this question. Tom, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? I think about it a huge amount. In fact, there are days where I barely stop thinking about it my brain is occupied by the romans it's like gall if you want to hear more of my chat with tom give walking the dog a listen this week and while you're there you can take your pick from episodes starring the likes of ricky gervais jack whitehall and jimmy carr what's that raymond yes the rest is history did do an episode all about the greatest dogs in history no you weren't in it most spoiled dog in history maybe